Welcome to episode uh, 204 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is um, it is Saturday, people. It sure is. Uh, it is Saturday, the 17th of April, 2000, 2021. And um, I hope you're doing well out there, people. Keeping safe. Getting all your vaccines, are you? Or not, depending on your views. Depending on your views, um, whether you're an anti-vaxxer, that seems to be the worst thing in the world to be at the minute, doesn't it? An anti-vaxxer or a pro-vaxxer, or whether you're in between, whether you're just getting one vaccination, are you? Yeah, just hedging your bets. Um, I don't know, people, I don't know. I'm booked in for mine, so um, uh, I'm going along with it, you know what I mean? I am going along, I am putting my trust in science, people. And not putting my trust on YouTube, uh, in YouTube videos and people on Facebook. Um, I'm a bit knackered today. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, I uh, I did one of those things last night uh, where you stay up um, hoping, hoping and praying um, that a film is going to be good. And um, it inevitably uh, turns out not to be good. Um, that's what I did last night. Every minute, I was making an investment into this film, thinking um, it's going to get better. The reviews are good, baby. It's got to get better. Um, but for me, it didn't. For you, it might. Uh, the film in question is the film uh, The Sound of Metal, or Sound of Metal, is it? Yeah, Sound of Metal, um, which is uh, about a drummer who starts losing his hearing and then we, as an audience, get to experience the bad sound quality um, that he is hearing. And um, I'm not going to lie to you. I, in the end, I didn't really give a shit that he was <laughs> he was losing his hearing. I didn't give two shits in the end. Um, so uh, yeah, that was ultimately uh, ultimately disappointing film. Um, I just thought. I just it just dragged on. There was obviously, you know, he's going to be frustrated. Uh, Riz Ahmed Ahmed is the guy in it, and it's got Olivia Cook as well, who's this sort of like partner girlfriend kind of thing. But um, yeah, I just didn't. It just didn't. Oddly enough, it just didn't resonate for me. There we go. Now we're waking up, people. Let's have a bit of tea. So I'm suffering um, the indignity of having to uh, of having had stayed up, invested my time in a film that uh, didn't need investing in. Really, from my perspective, um, yes, I know people going deaf is bad, but I don't know whether it's film worthy. Is it really? I don't know. I just you know, it's not. If it if it's a true life, you know. I think that's where it goes with dis- disability films. If it's a true life disability film, it's possibly worth watching. You know what I mean? The theory of everything, the um, uh, you know, like um, Ray or whatever about Ray Charles. Good films that <laughs> it says clutching at straws, trying to think of more disabled films, so he looks a little bit more in touch with disabled people um 
Yeah, but um, uh, for me, um, just a guy, you know, not a brilliant like drummer in a in a great band. You know, a made-up fictional account of somebody losing their hearing. Um, yeah, I imagine it's quite bad. Um, uh, but th- I don't know. There just didn't seem any real jeopardy in there. <laughs> he didn't seem like that much of a successful drummer anyway before um, he lost his hearing. But um, there we go. Uh, I lost interest. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I lost interest Um and then started looking at my phone and shit like that. You know, I turned into one of those people in the cinema who loses interest in the film, starts looking at their phone, and I was doing that in my own home, and I could have switched over. That's the worst thing about it. I kept investing in it and investing in it and investing in it, and um, it just didn't didn't do anything for me in the end. Um, the, uh, the ratings... Uh, I love reading the reviews and things like that uh, for for um, um, films and shit like that on Google because they're all they're so black and white. You know, there's no but there's everybody who loves it and everybody who hates it. And um, let's have a look at. I like reading the fucking shit one star reviews. That's what I like. Uh, Let's have a look. Extremely disappointed as a fellow drummer. I was thinking this movie was going to be more about a drummer who suddenly loses his hearing and learns a new way to play the drums and appreciate music. I kept watching to see if that's what was going to happen as there was many examples that would make you think they were foreshadowing this to happen, but it didn't. Two hours, ten minutes, I will not get back. I I feel the same way. Two hours, ten minutes, I won't get back. Um... But uh, and then it was like, you know, it's one of those stories in that. Um, sorry for any spoiler alerts, people. It's one of those stories. Hey, man, I'm going to reject being deaf and the deaf community, man. And then um, he chooses uh, the deaf community. That's it. So if the story tells us anything, it's um, that you uh, just have to accept what disabilities you have. <laughs> There's no way around it, baby. Isn't it? And then you become part of society that you yourself rejected at one point. Um, if if it tells us anything. <laughs> mm. Talking of films, and not to go on about how many people have died just lately, but um, it was a bit of uh, sad news that uh, Helen McCrory died. Um, she's like the matriarch out of, um, out of uh, Peaky Blinders. She's been quite a few bits... Uh, she was only 52 or something like that, I think, as well. Um, yeah, 52. And uh, uh, she, I think she was in the Harry Potter film. She was in, like, one of the Bond films as well. Um, I think it was uh, Spectre she was in. And, um, yeah, it's just a bit of a, a, bit of a shame. Peaky Blinders, because she was such a big character in that film, um, uh, in that uh, the series Peaky Blinders, um, like playing the sort of like matriarch of the family sort of like character. Um, uh, it will be uh, a sort of like different dynamic. It'll be interesting to see whether they um, whether they replace her um, like with a different actress or just bring in another similar sort of character 
Um, that's what they seem to do in there. There's one of two things that they always do. Uh, they'll bring in, they'll either replace them straight, in which case they know there'll be fucking uproar about it and people will be, that is, as an actress or actor, if you're replacing a character that has died, um, it's kind of like the Dumbledore thing in Harry Potter, weren't it, where you had Richard Harris and then he was, um, uh, replaced by Michael Gambon, was it? Was it Michael Gambon? I'm sure it was. Um, uh, let's have a look. I know this isn't. I know you're probably screaming down here going, yes, it was Michael Gambon. Um, Michael Gambon, is that right? Um, uh Jesus Christ, what, what, I'm Googling slow today, this is, uh, yeah, Michael Gambon, fucking, how, it was Richard Harris and Michael Gambon, wasn't it? Um, yeah, you have that sort of thing, scenario happening, where you've got to replace an actor who's fucking died, because, you know, the rest of the fucking uh, plots of the film sort of like revolve around them, um, or you have, like, the actor or actress comes in playing a strangely similar character who's never been mentioned before <laughs> who's exactly the same as the character that died and everybody seems to just like accept them fully and nobody goes she her personality is an awful lot like the one who went missing <laughs> never to be spoken of again um so you either get those two scenarios, didn't you? Um, but yeah, it is a bit of a shame that, I mean, 52, the older you get, like, there might be young people listening to this and and you may be thinking, well, 52 is quite a good age. When you, when you get to the age of 44, 52, eight years away, and you know how quickly that eight years is going to go, um, is not particularly, um, it doesn't seem particularly old. You know what I mean? When you look back and you think, well, fucking hell, Jesus Christ, the last eight years went quick. And um, if you're thinking, oh, Jesus, if I was to die at 52, that's only another eight years. That is going to, you know, you might as well not even book a holiday. <laughs> it goes that quick. Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, what are we on? Ten minutes. Let's have a uh, Let's have a cup of tea. There we go. Um, so we had that. and. Um, it's just uh, it's just the whole thing, the whole thing of staying up late. You don't really want to go to bed. You, you, you know, you're not tired enough to go to bed. This was me last night. I wasn't tired enough really to go to bed, but I just wanted to sit there, watch something, be amazed and have, have that um, wasting of time, that two, two and a half hours of wasting of time and staying up late, knowing that I'm going to be tired in the morning. I wanted that to actually mean something so I could get up in the morning and still have that, like that sort of air of, oh, well, it was a worthwhile experience. I wasn't just laying on my ass on the sofa for two and a half hours, just wasting my time when I could have like been in bed and then, um, uh, and then got up early and actually done something constructive that was actually constructive, staying up late. Wasn't it? Because I had a movie experience. But when you stay up late 
and you're into a film that you're not really enjoying, it's not really going the way you want the film to go to, and it's very underwhelming, you get up the next day and you go, oh, God, I feel fucking tired for no fucking reason. I'll probably need a little sleep in the afternoon. That's this day written off completely. All because I stayed up and watched a shit film. Um, But there you go. These things happen, don't they? These things happen. Um, So uh, today um, we have um, also as well, not to go on about dead people or whatever, but we've got to mention here, being part of uh, a subject of the British Empire, as I am, um, it's the uh, Duke of Edinburgh's funeral today. Uh, and you, uh, um, I think it's actually, uh, uh, it's actually all the procession and everything has already started. I'm just wiping the fucking sleepy dust out of my eyes as well. Still, shh, fucking hell. Um, hang on, let's have a little bit of tea. Yeah, so it's the Duke of Edinburgh's funeral today. He died last week. He's gone, people. He's gone. Uh, it has been wall to wall. Um, Duke of Edinburgh shit in the news. The the uh, the newspapers and the print media and social media is fucking love. They love this shit. When the Queen goes, they're going to be going on about it for fucking years. I imagine. Um, I know it is quite a big thing that's actually happened um, within these fair isles, but uh, Jesus Christ, it's fucking every day. The Express still getting stuff in about Diana. Let it go, Daily Express. Let it go. Um, but um, I wonder if uh, it's going to be quite a weird one because obviously with the social distancing and stuff like that, I don't know. Uh, it's going to have its usual pageantry. But um, I imagine the streets of London will be lined uh, with flag waving subjects. Um Subjects of the uh, subjects of the Queen. Um, I don't know. It, it seems a bit weird because obviously Prince Philip's always been there. He's been a sort of like constant within the sort of um, within public life within the British Isles. Um, you know, but like I said last time, Jesus, what have, everybody really's been saying all week. Oh, what an amazing life he's led. He's fucking married to the Queen. The biggest thing in life that most people struggle with is like uh, that leads to mental health issues that leads to fucking, you know, like divorces and everything like that is lack of money. His whole life would just be amazing. I just can't imagine living um, a life where you're like, well, money uh, we've got we've got that sorted, haven't we? What should we do? Should we go and set up some sort of charitable thing to help people who haven't got any money? Just give them your money. I don't know, people. I don't know. Um, yeah, so that's happening today, um, this afternoon. That'll all be all over the telly, I imagine. They'll do the build-up to it, won't they? They'll do, like... They, it, it seems anything like this always uh, follows the same sort of pattern. They do a build-up where they give a background do loads of history, build him up, and that sort of thing. Refer to his uh, um, uh, going around different countries being racist, (laughs) which is essentially what he did. He was a rich guy who travelled around the world next to the Queen, 
saying the odd racist thing every now and again. <laughs> what a fucking life! What white guy wouldn't want that, eh? <laughs> he lived the fucking dream, and nobody can question him. And he can get arsy every now and again, and people are like, well, you know, that's just Prince Philip, isn't it? Uh, let's have a little bit more tea. Sorry, I'm still trying to wake up at the minute. There we go. 17 minutes in. Yeah, so um, so uh, so we've got that to endure today. I might watch it. Um, I've got a few, I might pop out this afternoon, get a few bits, you know what I mean? I have to go to the supermarket, get a few fucking bits. Um, brave the crowds of people who are uh, mainly masked. Even I, I don't really give a shit about wearing a mask, right? Um, but you get the you get the people who um, who wear the mask. You get the visor people, don't you? They're like fucking walking around like RoboCop. Um, you get the visor people. You get the visor people. Usually they've got a mask on as well because they want extra protection. Didn't they like it's like 28 days later or something and like a droplet of um, mucus in the eye could fucking start them twitching. And the next minute they're, um, you know, ripping the throat out of their uh, grandmother that they've taken up to the supermarket. So you get like you get the visor people, mainly people in a visor I've seen possibly over the age of 60. You know, very cautious, visor in a mask. Then you get your mask wearers. Then you get your mask wearers who wear it below the nose. And then you get the people who just don't really give a shit and um, and just walk in bold as brass without a mask on. And everybody's like, oh, my God. Everybody, that's the British thing. Everybody will look at them and go, look at that fucking asshole not wearing a mask. But nobody will go over there. And say, do you mind putting your mask on? That's what we do in this country, isn't it? We judge people uh, from afar. <laughs> That's it. <coughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, my throat's waking up as well. Um, so anyway, one of the big stories uh, that's been going around at the minute um, is the... Uh, um, I was only made aware of this the other day because uh, obviously moving out uh, of Briggs Towers of 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 what we are doing, which, by the way, is um, seems to have stalled. <laughs> you get all the paperwork done, everything fucking done that they need doing. And then the next minute, like it's fucking stalled. Uh, my solicitors, I have an inkling that my solicitors are fucking useless. Um just b- random stuff they've done uh, where you think, uh, I, mm, you know, ringing me up, asking me if I've got fucking, you know, certain documentation and um, uh, and then me having to say we had a telephone conversation about this two days ago. <laughs> you got a bit of Alzheimer's kicking in there, me old booty. Um, yeah, so... Um, I've only become aware of this um, because obviously getting all excited moving house, I was like, right, I I think I might get a dog. Um, But then you look on the internet and see dogs. It's like dogs are made out of fucking gold. 
It's like people are they they ought to have like the 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 ticker tape fucking you know LED lights going round um uh the fucking stock exchange with dog prices. Dog prices are at like two hundred and twenty percent. Put all your fucking gold in dogs. Uh they're worth a fucking fortune these days. Dogs. About like you're looking like you know, I had a look at a bulldog, which I don't think I'll get because they get they get a bit fucking, you know, they have breathing difficulties, don't they? You don't need someone sitting on the couch next to you going, <laughs> you know, if I wanted to do that, I'd just fucking, you know, move, move in with a heavy smoker. Somebody in their 70s who smoked too long and they've got a fucking oxygen, you know. That's basically what you need for a bulldog. You need a mini oxygen tank to stick on its back. Um, because they've been inbred so much. I don't understand that either. I don't know the benefits of having a short snout on a dog. Um, let's Google that. Is that a Google thing we can do? Benefits of short snout on dog. Um, benefits of short snout on dog. Everything from their underdeveloped hindquarters, uh, Short noses, including their flat nose, was developed to help them survive the fight and kill the bull. Um, oh, right, okay. So that's what they were designed to do. I don't even know how you'd suddenly, you know, how you get from a... I know it's inbreeding and shit like that, but how you get from a wolf to a fucking dog and all the different sort of dogs. You know, there's a dog born with a, you know... Surely if you get two dogs, uh, wolves to fuck, they're just going to make another wolf unless there was a wolf with a slightly smaller snout and they said, oh, that'd be good for fucking killing bulls. I don't even know how a bulldog can kill a bull. They're tiny. They're tiny. They're not very quick. You know, bulls are massive. Um, Is that what they were bred for? I, I imagine that's what they were bred for, bulldog. It was believed that shorter snouts created stronger jaws that would give these dogs an advantage in fighting and in hunting. Another theory is that ancient dog owners tended to choose and breed smaller, short-nosed dogs because the shape of the head reminded them of human infants. Jesus. (laughs) That's fucking amazing. Uh, I want that dog to look like my child. Get them fucking. Uh, Bulldogs. Bulldogs bred for less of that. Bred for bullfighting. They were bred to fight bulls. Bull baiting was a common blood sport in the United Kingdom from 1206 up until its inevitable banning in 1835. Wow, had a good old run, didn't it? Uh, Bulldogs, which have been specifically bred for the violent encounter, would creep low to the ground and attempt to bite the bull's nose. Jesus. Um, So that's what they did. They just jumped up and... The fucking bit its nose. Uh, and just hung on for dear life, I imagine. <laughs> like those uh, fucking rodeo cowboys. Woo, baby! Um, but they're tiny, aren't they? They're just, you know, they're tiny, they're cumbersome, they're not very quick. Could you imagine a modern-day bulldog fighting an actual bull? It would be trampled to death. I imagine they were, you know, they'd just get a 
get its uh, horn stuck on it. It's like saggy skin and just swinging it around its fucking head. The next minute, the ball's flying out of the ring. <laughs> the bulldog's flying out of the ring. Fucking hell. Uh, Jesus. Anyway, I was looking at these. That's a point I'm trying to uh, trying to make as I digress. But the fucking price of them, they're like three and a half, four grand. I wouldn't get a bulldog anyway. Uh, I don't think because they're just they're too fucking inbred. There's some dogs you just look at and you just think they are too fucking. They're you know the amount of problems you hear with its back legs and its back and its fucking you know. We're essentially now at the stage where we're breeding disabled dogs. There ought to be a film about <laughs> a dog that loses its sense of smell. Which is essentially the same as a musician's hearing, isn't it? A dog's sense of smell. Um, They wouldn't do that film, would they? The smell of fucking barking or something. Uh, And I could watch that for two hours, ten minutes, whilst I'm trying to uh, do something worth... While I'm trying to put off something worthwhile in my life. Um... Yeah, so I wouldn't get those. So, but but I've been looking at this. But apparently, here's the point I'm trying to make. Apparently, people are going around fucking the theft of dogs is on the rise because they're like they're like a uh, a wanted commodity now because everybody was like in lockdown and they're like, oh, I'm really lonely. Oh, I need something to project my loneliness onto. And then the dogs just sitting there all day, stuck in the house with them, like a newborn puppy. He's just in the house with somebody who's depressed. <laughs> the dog's just frantically trying to get to its lead so it can end it all off the hook of a fucking door handle. Um, but yeah, apparently they're getting stolen in their droves at the moment because like breeds like the the most wanted breeds and stuff like that are um, uh, like bulldogs, dachshunds. Um, what else is there? Um, uh, Bulldogs, Datsuns, and um, um, Staffy, Staffordshire Bull Terriers as well. I think they're um, that fucking ice cream van or something. Uh, Jesus, in the background. Yeah, Staffordshire Bull Terriers and shit like that. They're all, they're all like really in demand. And uh, so the prices have just rocketed. You know, there's like, there was... Um, there was a documentary I watched the other day, like the cost of the puppy industry or something like that. Um, that was a worthwhile watch, by the way, people. And uh, the guy was like a, a vet and he was having a look like at uh, uh, the cost of dogs on there. Some of them three, four grand. One of them was 30 grand for a fucking puppy. That's a fucking mortgage deposit on somebody's house. For a puppy that's just going to, like, sit there next year. <gasps> like a fucking pervert giving a, <laughs> giving a fucking dirty phone call. Ah, dear. But, um, yeah. So people are stealing these dogs. People, there's been loads of stuff in the news. where people, I just went out walking by a dog. And the next minute, somebody turned around with a fucking knife and nicked it. Or pep- or um, people breaking into sort of like uh, people who have had puppies and stealing all the puppies and shit like that. I reckon I wouldn't ever I wouldn't ever get a um um I wouldn't ever get a rehome dog. I know you're meant to people. I know you're meant to save the dogs, uh, but 
in those rehome centres, something fucking flips in their mind. I've had a rehome dog before, and it it was a fucking lunatic. It got to the stage um, where uh, it wouldn't let me in the house. Uh, it was just growling and fucking attacking me. And sh- <laughs> Maybe I should have been a little bit firmer with it. Uh, but yeah, it just went a bit fucking mental. Every now and again, it would just go fucking mental. Um, and just flip out and shit like that. So... Um, so I, I I took it back and just went. This one's faulty. Goodbye. Um, but um, that was that was a few years ago. That must be about twenty odd years ago, something like that. But um, yeah, I, uh, I I would get a puppy, but I I don't know. I'd go for a crossbreed, I think. But even that now they've tried to brand the crossbreeds, haven't they? That's something that's happened within the last ten years, isn't it? Um, where they've tried to brand the crossbreeds haven't they like it's not a crossbreed anymore it's a fucking labradoodle oh we got a poodle to fuck a labrador well isn't that a crossbreed oh no 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 that is a labradoodle that is that is a high quality new type of dog new breed out on the market um so it's not like a crossbreed that was worth about 200 quid oh no this is worth about three grand (laughs) Just because it's uh, uh, a labradoodle and it sounds cool. And uh, you get a free bandana and a free fucking Amy Winehouse style tattoo with it. You fucking hipster fuckers. Ain't that right out there? Love the labradoodle, the old hipster fuckers, don't they? Um, Yeah, so people are stealing dogs and shit like that. It's mental though, isn't it? It's got to the state. Who would have thought that? When people were panic buying for food and everybody was like, oh, fucking hell, you know, Jesus, I could starve to death. And the next minute, oh, dogs, other things getting stolen. <laughs> People's priorities have come down a big way since the uh, start of this pandemic. Jesus Christ, I'm going to starve to death. I need to stock up on food or I'm going to die. Just shimmy over that fence and grab them puppies for us, will you? Thank you. Um, what are we on? 30 minutes, people. 30 minutes. Um, that was episode uh, 204. It's a bit of a mishmash, wasn't it? Hey, come on. Come on, let's be honest with ourselves. It's a bit of a mishmash. Um, that was episode 204 of the Ben Briggs podcast. Uh, if you have any questions or you want to contact me at all, it is just podcast at benbriggs.co.uk i will be back on tuesday motherfuckers have a great rest of your weekend try not to steal any dogs and um if you are going to um have a rehome dog uh good fucking luck with that (laughs) don't get attached to your fucking furniture that's what i would say um anyway that's all from me uh take care